Assalamu alaikum, Salim here from the Imanwar podcast. We're in that blessed time of the year, the month of Ramadan, and we pray that this month is one of blessing for you and your family. We're going to take a break this month to recharge, to unplug, but to help you gear up for Ramadan, we wanted to share this very special lecture from Sheikh Mukhtar Magrawi called Why Do We Fast? Inshallah, we'll be back after Ramadan with brand new episodes, and we hope to see you then. Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون أياما معدودات فمن كان منكم مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر وعلى الذين يطيقونه فدية طعام مسكين فمن تطوع خيرا فهو خير منه وأن تصوموا خير لكم تعلمون شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكملوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكون وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ 
لي فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون صدق الله العظيم الفاتحة السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته أمسينا وأمسى الملك لله والحمد لله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ربي أسألك خير ما في هذه الليلة وخير ما بعدها رب أعوذ بك من شر ما في هذه الليلة ومن شر ما بعدها رب أعوذ بك من الكسل والسوء الكبر رب أعوذ بك من عذاب في النار ومن عذاب في القبر بسم الله الواحد الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد والحمد لله حمداً صرمداً أبداً حمداً يليق بجماله وجلاله حمداً يليق بكماله في جماله وجلاله حمداً يليق بجزيل نعمائه وإحسانه والصلاة والسلام على أشرف أنبيائه سيدنا مولانا محمدٍ الفاتح لما أغلق والخاتم لما سبق معلن الحق بالحق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراط الله المستقيم وعلى آله حق قدره ومقداره العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم افتح مسامع قلوبنا لذكرك يا الله please open the hearing channels of our hearts to that which reminds us of you to your dhikr Ramadan is very near you can see that wonderful, beautiful silhouette drawing nearer and nearer after it left a year ago, promising to come back. I can see it drawing nearer and nearer and a smile on its radiant face, a smile that brings hope smile that brings loving mercy and compassion, smile that brings peace and serenity, smile that brings renewed spiritual strength and commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and commitment to a nobler, richer life. As it approaches to envelop us once again, in its benevolence and its kindness, 
we need to ourselves be prepared for that. And part of being prepared for that is some of these words and reflections I share with you in preparing myself first, my dear sisters and brothers. Why do we fast? Well, first of all, and most essentially, because it is our abudiyah, because we are ibad of Allah Azza wa because He is our Rabb Subhanahu wa Taala, and His rububiyah deserves our abudiyah. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لا يسأل عما يفعل وهم يسألون إن الله يحكم ما يريد يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام ومن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم All these are statements in the Quran to convey the message that we Oh, the divine Siyam. Because he is Ar-Rabbu Azza wa Jal and he commanded and we submissively, lovingly do that. He deserves to be lovingly worshipped for who he is. Regardless of what he gives. So I fast because my Lord, the Divine, commanded. And when He commanded, it is either for His benefit or for my benefit, or for no benefit at all. For no benefit at all, it is above the Divine Essence. God, Allah, is exalted to do things without purpose and without benefit. Number two, it cannot, he, it cannot be because he benefits, because the divine essence entails that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is in need of nothing. He is not in need of my loving him, of my worshiping him, of my serving him, he does not benefit. Therefore, the only alternative left is that I benefit. Then what are the fruits and the benefits of fasting? And that's a different why we fast. The first one, the essential why, is because we are ibad. And he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves to be lovingly worshipped for who he is, for his essence, for his attributes, for his beauty, for his majesty, and for, and after that, for what he gives. And of what he gives in fasting, and of the fruits and the thamarat, and the benefits of fasting is tazkiyatu nafsi. 
that my nafs, my soul, myself, cleanses, purges, is purified, that I am taken to, elevated to higher dimensions of inner beauty. Firstly, we are all perhaps familiar with that beautiful, famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam when he said when the month of Ramadan approaches or arrives tuftahu abwabu al-jannah wa tughlaqu abwabu al-nar wa tusaffadu al-shayateen the gates of paradise are open the gates of hell are shut and the devils are chained. Subhanallah. This is an information about the realm of the unseen, the realm of the beyond, about which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his beloved messenger, Sayyidina Mawlana Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, informs us that gates of paradise are open. It means for those of us who want to enter paradise during the month of Ramadan, the gates are open, which means it is going to be made easier for those who want to do good. Abwabul Jannati Futihat. Embracing and receiving and welcoming those who seek it. And during this month, in the realm of the divine spiritual realities, it is going to be made easy for you and for me to be virtuous, to be good, to obey Allah, to be moral, to be ethical. And it is going to be made difficult, it is not going to be made easily accessible, to commit evil and to be sinful and to be damaging. The gates of hell are shut. In other words, it is not going to be made average, normal, let alone easy, to commit sin, to commit evil. And that means that during the month of Ramadan, those of us who still commit evil will discover that we have an evil nature. Especially when the third element is suffidat shayateen the devils are chained. The shayateen, plural of shaytan, are Chained. In other words, they are made inoperative. They're not going to be allowed during that month to suggest to you and to me as they used to do that before. They're not going to be given liberty and freedom to tempt as easily. They are chained. They're not going to be allowed to 
move my nafs, to stir the negative energies inside of myself, inside of my nafs, and to turn them on. They're not going to be allowed to do that. They are chained. So during the month of Ramadan, I am left with me. And I'm left with my own nafs. Since in my normal daily life, you and I know from the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam that there are two agents that stir me inside to commit sin and to commit evil. And those are my nafs, my own self, the base, low, evil, commanding self, and shaitan. And since during the month of Ramadan, shaitan is chained, then I'm left with my nafs. And whatever evil I commit during the month of Ramadan, by this Ramadan experiment, one variable is removed, shaitan, then I will discover every time I commit an evil that that is my nafs and not shaitan. So during the month of Ramadan, I learn about my nafs. The quality of my nafs. If during Ramadan, I am the same person as before Ramadan in terms of negative drives and evil actions and sinful actions, then I would know that shaitan had nothing to do with that at all. And that's me. That's my nafs. And if during the month of Ramadan I improve positively in terms of my moral conduct, my beautiful akhlaq, my spiritual awareness, I improve, I become better, I refrain from so much sin and evil, then I would learn that before and after Ramadan, I am succumbing to the influence of shaitan upon my nafs. And therefore, this assessment helps me discover my nafs and helps me in the purging, the cleansing, or the tazkiyah of my nafs. Because if I don't know what I am, I don't know what to change. During the month of Ramadan, I make a voluntary, deliberate choice to withhold from that which is usually likable and permissible and lawful. I hold the reins of my own indulgence in food and drink and other legitimate pleasures. I hold back the reign of my shahwa, of my passionate drives. 
I hold the rein of my inclinations deliberately, voluntarily. Things that I am allowed to do, I do not do. This is intended to teach me, outside of Ramadan, to learn to have control over my drives, my emotional drives, my shahawat and my ahwa. Since during Ramadan, even for the permitted, I say no. And therefore, outside of Ramadan, for the reprehensible and for the prohibited and for the evil, I should be able more so to say no. The fruit, the benefit of Ramadan is to teach me to have control, control over my shahwa, of my, over my drive, whether it is a drive of eating, or a drive of copulating, or a drive of any nafsani pleasure that is not sanctioned by the divine law, that is forbidden, and it is forbidden because it is harmful. The benefit of fasting, why I fast. This concept of the tezkiyah of my nafs is a concept of developing freedom inside of me. To be free and liberated from the drives that are base and low and therefore evil and damaging to me and to others. I do not want to continue to be a slave of my low base nafs. I want to be free, not free to do what I want to do. I want to be free from my nafs, not to do that which is not divinely beautiful. I don't want to be simply in my outer form looking like a human being, and I am, but inside of me I am no different than a cattle. Because you can imagine a cow with a human figure. But inside, it's a cow. I don't want to be a cow. To indulge in food, to indulge in drives, simply because it's time to. No. I want to be liberated from that type of I want to be free from myself. I don't want to have the freedom of myself. But I want to have the freedom from myself. For my heart. I want to be free in learning to control the drives inside of me through siyam, 
that that would extend to controlling my drives in matters that are much more critical and much more important than eating and drinking. Ramadan is my, is my field of training for that purpose. As I fast by not eating from dawn to sunset and not drinking and not indulging in certain other legitimate pleasures, as I learn to do that, which is fundamentally important, that is itself also intended to help me graduate to a higher level of awareness. And what is that? As I fast from holding from food and drink and other pleasures, I must learn that teaches me to fast with my jawarih. Siyamu jawarihi. That my senses fast. So that I am truly different in my essence than a cow, for example. Ramadan teaches me to fast with my eyes. I don't indulge my eyes to look at everything else, whether halal or haram, in secret, in privacy, or in public, using my eyes to watch and to look at that which I am not morally, ethically, legally, spiritually supposed to look at. For it is detrimental to my spiritual freedom and my spiritual health. My eyes, do they fast? My ears, do they fast? I must learn to also include my hearing system to fast. I shall not use freely and libertinely my hearing to listen to that which is detrimental to my spiritual health and spiritual freedom. I must not listen to the sounds, though attractive to the behemoths, they are very damaging and unattractive to the angelic nafs. Just like you know, my dear sisters and brothers, I fast by not eating permissible things to make it easy for me even not to eat haram things. And there are things to be eaten that are haram. And also there are things to be looked at and to be heard that are haram or makruh. And that is there to distinguish me from a cow. A cow is not programmed, doesn't have the potential to make that choice. I am human. I have the potential and I'm programmed to be able to make a choice. My hearing fasts. My tongue fasts. The way I use my tongue, it must not be used in ways 
that he subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love. I must not use my tongue freely, lying, backbiting, conspiring, deluding, conceive, deceiving, or even simply to be loud, to be loud with a voice that is always loud and screaming. Inna ankar al-aswati la sawtu al-hamir waqsid fi mashyika waghbud min sawtika inna ankar al-aswati la sawtu al-hamir My beloved sisters and brothers, I remind myself and you of these moral virtues, of these beautiful akhlaq of ours, of which is to guard our tongue and of guarding our tongue is not to raise our voices when we speak, when we are at home, when we are alone, wherever we are, we teach ourselves and our children to be balanced and composed and moderate in the way we use our voices. As Allah says in the Quran about those of us who raise our voices when we speak or when we laugh and so on, he says subhanahu wa ta'ala through the tongue of Sayyidina Luqman alayhi salam, he says it through his tongue, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to tell us that those of us who do that are braying like donkeys. My tongue is to fast, the fruit of fasting. My hands are to fast, what I write with my hands, what I touch with my hands, how I use my hands, if I use my hands in ways that Allah does not love, that is being ungrateful to the very favor and bounty and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of having touch and having the hand. And must learn to fast using my hands. I must learn to fast using my legs. I must learn to fast, and I do, using every gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored me with, especially as a human being. I must fast. Fasting in the way we do helps me to do that. And Allah wants me to focus on this other dimension of fasting for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is related to have said that the person of us who does not desist from false testimony and from using his or her tongue freely, lying, testifying falsely, etc. فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةِ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ that Allah is in no need for such a person who is fasting and still has no control or no fasting of his tongue, that Allah is in no need of such a person not eating and not drinking. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. As he said, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, there are those of us who fast 
And the only benefit, and this is a, a sort of a ridicule, may Allah forgive us. There are those of us who fast, he says, there are those who fast, and the only benefit they harvest from their fasting is hunger. They did not eat from dawn to sunset, but the use of their eyes, their ears, their tongue, their emotions, their drives is unchecked. The only benefit is they were hungry. And there are those who perform Qiyamul Layl at night during Ramadan also, and the only benefit is sleeplessness. Because the essence of Siyam, the fruit of Siyam, they did not care, those of us, to harvest it, to work for it. Allah Azza wa Jal, by His divine wisdom and grace, wills for me and for you, through fasting from dawn to sunset, to develop these characteristics that my jawarih fast, my limbs, my senses fast. That's why He teaches us, as you are very familiar with, my dear brothers and sisters, that if when you are fasting, someone comes to you and unjustly, unfairly abuses you verbally, confronts you, is hostile to you, wants to fight with you, and that means he wants to have your senses, your limbs operative as well, and to respond in the same kind, he said to you and to me that our response should be, inni sa'im. Inni sa'im. I am fasting. What does that mean? I'm fasting, I'm not eating and drinking. When someone comes and abuses you verbally or physically or so, and you say, I'm fasting, you're reminding yourself and reminding him, if he is a believer, that fasting in essence is about fasting of our limbs and senses. I'm not going to use my tongue because my tongue is fasting. Fasting from that which is improper, I am not going to reciprocate the excesses that you unleashed against me because I am fasting. My tongue is fasting. My hands are fasting. My eyes are fasting. My ears are fasting. I am not going to do that. Second level or third level of fasting, Siyamu al-Qalb, the fast of my heart. How does my heart fast? How does this fasting from dawn to sunset helps me develop fasting of my qalb? By refraining, by being in control, by developing that energy inside of me, that positive energy inside of me, to say no to anything that Allah does not love, and the root of what I do with my senses lies in my heart, so I should screen fasting metaphorically, I should screen what enters my heart 
and what comes out of my heart. We spoke earlier today in Khutbah al-Jumu'ah about akhlaq, character, being the inner image of my heart, what my heart looks like, arrogant, humble, forgiving, vengeful, fair and just, unfair, oppressive, patient, impatient, etc. Siyam al-Qalb is by not allowing the negative energies, the negative traits and characteristics to become part of the identity of my heart. I shall screen arrogance and not allow it in my heart. I shall screen delusion, horror, and not allow it in my heart. I shall screen greed and miserliness, bukhl and shuh from entering my heart. I shall screen feeling and having an air of being above others. I shall screen my attachment excessive to that which is lowly and base and of this world at the expense of hurting others. I shall not allow in my heart traits and characteristics that are not beautiful, that are not divinely beautiful. Siyam al-Qalb. My Qalb beats with whatever characteristics it has. Those of us whose hearts beat, beat always with ugliness. And there are those, by the grace of Allah Azza wa and their efforts, secondly, their hearts beat, beat with positive energies, with kindness, with patience, with forgiveness, with fairness, with benevolence, with serenity and tranquility with generosity, with courage. I shall not allow my heart to be in a state that is ugly. My heart fasts. That's a deeper dimension of fasting. And the all-encompassing level of fasting is the fasting of the sir, of the ruh, if you will, such that I do not allow in the deepest recesses of my soul or of my heart, if you will, other than he, huwa, Allah, 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 Allah becomes that which fills my soul, nothing else. As-sawmu an ru'yati ma siwa Allah. As-sawmu an ru'yati ma siwa Allah. Allahumma balighna dhalika al-maqam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us reach that maqam. Fasting, my dear brothers and sisters, must not be always done by us
the same way if we, last year and the years before, we were not conscious of such meanings and we did not strive towards them. We must learn to graduate. We must not fast to eat at Maghrib. We must not fast to, during Ramadan, diversify the meals during Ramadan. We must not fast to eat with vengeance at sunset. لَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةِ فِي أَنْ يَدْعَى طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ Allah is in no need for such people like that amongst us that we don't eat and don't drink. It's about, in essence, the spirit of that. The spirit of that. It should teach me after Ramadan to continue to live the mode of a spiritually fasting person. I shall not be enslaved to food. I shall not be enslaved to any quality of food. I eat to live, I don't live to eat. If I live to eat, then what is essentially the difference between me and a cow? I eat to live. Alhamdulillah, we eat. But our focus should not be eating and the quality of eating and always thinking of that and being completely obsessed by that. Unfortunately, some of our fellow non-Muslim friends who are invited to Ramadan to experience our Ramadan, we invite them to eat with us and to show them how we eat. <laughs> and sisters are very happy to tell our fellow non-Muslims, you know, the top of recipes during Ramadan. And we celebrate that. I beg to disagree. I beg to disagree. Please forgive me. Ramadan is not about celebrating food. Ramadan is about celebrating the spirit. That there is life beyond food. Like when the Mu'addin calls you to Salah, Hayya ala al-Falah, there is life in Salah beyond work and beyond entertainment, and beyond all the legitimate or illegitimate things you are doing, there is life, falah, beyond that. Come and taste it in salah. Come and taste the gifts spiritual of the Lord to your heart in siyam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam though he did not recommend it for most, for the rest of us regularly, he, during Ramadan, sometimes he fasts two, three more consecutive days and nights without eating a bit or drinking anything. 
But he said, out of concern for us, don't do that. At Maghrib time, eat some dates and some water, or some water, or some dates and some milk, or buttermilk. Something light. And go to Ibadah light. And come back from Ibadah light. And you may have some light dinner. And for suhoor, you don't have to have a meal. Just some water. Just some little thing for barakah of suhoor. Do not undo the spiritual efforts that you make, alhamdulillah, in fasting. Do not undo them by, again, reattaching even more so to material things during Ramadan. Unfortunately, it is said that amongst Muslims in the Muslim lands that we spend more money on food during Ramadan than outside of Ramadan. That's not right. That's not right. We deserve better, and God subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves better. May Allah Azza wa help us, my dear brothers and sisters, gather our choicest positive energies and use them to draw nearer to Allah Azza wa not our least of energies to give them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين وأصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم آت أنفسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك